Hello, creeps. I'll be your ghost. I mean, host. As we delve the crypts of spooky movies and even spookier theory. Welcome to Horror Vanguard. I guess let's get into what happens in this particular film with one of Ash's very famous precis. <laughs> I made this one extra normal considering the movie that we're about Excellent. to watch. The creation of any new thing comes with its share of pain. As the new is cleft from the old in an act of cellular mitosis, scars are left behind. The beauty of the Appalachian Mountains is in part defined by their 480 million year-long endurance. Those hills were here long before the Anthropocene, and they will be here long after. We share the strength of mountains, if only ever on a human scale. As the life of the Appalachian Mountains reaches forward into a deep geological time, so too do the echoes of our actions. The work we do today defines the labor of generations that will come long after our death. This work is the strain of the old world dying. These are the birthing pains of better things to come. Neil Breen's pass-through represents the dire omen of Frankensteinian birth. We have awoken something new within our world, and we must claim responsibility of its parenting or face the consequences of our inaction. Ursula K. Le Guin famously remarked, We live in capitalism. Its power seems inescapable, but then so did the divine right of kings. Any human power can be resisted and changed by human beings. However, Few go on to complete Le Guin's statement, which concludes, Resistance and change often begin with art. Very often our art, the art of words. A movie is an orchestration of words. The very seeds of a film is planted as pen on page in the creation of the script. Neil Breen's pass-through is the site of tremendous political struggle. This film is cut from the same political cloth as every contemporary conflict. From the Battle of Blair Mountain to Black Lives Matter. Breen's pass-through wrestles with Rosa Luxemburg's famous challenge, socialism or barbarism. Pass-through struggles with this question because it sets out unprepared. The words that should begin resistance and change instead begin confusion and reinscription to the very systems that sought to change. Pass-through is a vision for the future that has no past. This movie is a wounded sense of collective history. AI knows something is wrong. But even as an omnipotent being from 1,000 years in our future, he only knows reactionary frustration. In the world of pass-through, it seems that capitalist realism has won. To be responsible for our future is to be responsible to our past. There are no heroes save for the workers on the picket line. There is no AI coming to our rescue. We only have each other, our memory, and our work. Join us as we discuss Neil Breen's pass-through. Wow. <laughs> Truly worthy of Breen. <laughs> uh, extra normal. Just, just, I extra honestly, normal, yeah. yeah, just honestly, maybe, maybe too normal for this. <laughs> uh, we're probably going to get into this more later, but like, you know, he, it, it feels like he's so close. He's like, you're just missing that class analysis, my dude. It's like the system <laughs> the system produces the bad people don't cause the system. The system creates the bad people. It re it makes the logic of, of greed and exploitation um 
greed and exploitation are made logical by the capitalist system, right? So mm-hmm. even if you had your your turbo cleanse of like all the CEOs <laughs> and the the the, the, the Stockbrokers and who else does do they? Does uh, the biased media, the biased media, corrupt politicians. The corrupt politicians. Even if you got rid of all of them magically, in like a generation, they'd all be back because you wouldn't have changed the system. And Brian, if you're listening to this, and you might very well be, because I know that you 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 listen to what your fans have to say, and I am a fan, and I and I hope you never oh, yeah. ever stop making movies, um, because I'll see all of them and I love them all. But my dude, it's the system, the people, (laughs) (laughs) you can't chalk everything up to bad actors, man. Um, Like, you're so close, bud. I love you, man. But like, it's, it's the system, bro. (laughs) I don't know how to put it. As, as also a Neil Breen fan with every single one of Neil Breen's movies and his Neil Breen's film masterclass retrospective on his entire filmography. Mm I, I would like to echo those comments. <laughs> One, please never stop making movies. Two, maybe consider reading a little bit of Marx. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Just a maybe. thought. Or even like even like watch a few Richard Wolf introductory videos on YouTube. It's not even a big time <laughs> yeah. investment. Just like ten minutes, you know? It'll it'll sort you out. His video on like on on what is class, this that's the only one. Like, you well, you know, you might want to delve deeper than that, but like, you know, as as a foundation. <laughs> So I guess, yeah, even before we get into the themes, because Ash, you were like, well, this could either be a really, you know, deep bit or he's super serious to like, what do you guys think? Do you think that he is somewhat self-aware? Because when I was watching this, there were definitely many points where I, I just felt like, no, like the actors are putting this like, like they're, they're playing this up, you know? And then I just read something on Reddit where um, someone saw the screening live uh, and I guess the actors were actually there and, and one of them was talking about how, mm-hmm. um, they didn't, none of them actually got the script. Like Neil Breen would just say their lines to them off camera and then they would just deliver them as they were going. Uh, and, uh, he would, you know, direct them and, and whatever. And he said to them that, you know, people are going to find this funny or whatever. Um, and there, there's just certain scenes in there that I felt like this was intentional. Like there's a scene where... Um, he's out in the desert and they've made this huge kind of like, it's like a a crop circle, but (laughs) spiraling inwards and Mm -hmm. he's he's in the middle of it. And he's, you know, twirling in a circle because he said that when the, when the power acts, it acts in a circle and there's this beautiful music and it's panning, like the drone is panning over him and it goes away from him (laughs) and and it's over. And then it slowly comes back and the music comes back on. And mm-hmm. he's still there twirling. And I'm like, that was intentional, man. Like, you know what you're doing That's here. my you know? single favorite scene. I love that scene. Is you think there's going to be a transition. You're like, oh, your brain naturally goes like, this is where a scene transition is going to happen. Cause that's like, and then it just comes right back and he's still spinning. And like, and this is, I, I love that. Uh, go, go, I just go. love it. And yeah. I think how much time it must've taken to, to make that, mm-hmm. that, the, that uh, spiral with those stones. Must've taken. And, and like, I, I take Neil Breen movies like 100. I, I don't think he is if he if he's doing uh, like a really complicated uh, uh, joke where he's just he's just trying to like pull one over on people by making these wacky films. I, I've been I'm fooled. You got me uh, because like I, I take these movies like 
seriously when I watch yeah. them and not not and seriously in the sense of like this is this is a filmmaker who is intentionally choosing to do what he's doing uh for some reason and and like as a film critic I'm like okay I want to I want that reason right that's what I'm trying to seek I want to like explicate the text and like that that twirling scene I was like for a brief second I was like my man got systemic analysis he's figured this shit out you know every everything's a circle it all comes back to the root whatever and he's spinning and like and then like it weirdly got me thinking about like um Oh, what are they called? Uh, John might know the answer to this better than me, but like prayer labyrinths or prayer mazes that are in some of the um, cathedrals in the UK that I've seen. Um, and you could like walk around them in the spiral and like meditate on your prayer and then walk back out. There's a lot of like weird theological stuff going on here. Like I, I love I love Neil Breen because for better or for worse, he's like forcing me to think and stay on my toes for the entire yeah. film. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I took this entirely... Uh, on its face value like uh the thing that makes breen infinitely more interesting than tommy was so is that <laughs> people like tommy was so are kind of are now retroactively have placed themselves in on the bit mm -hmm. right which mm -hmm. is why which is why he's like doing the hollywood the disaster artist and all of that and it's like oh this is what you wanted all along right you wanted yeah. the kind of like nudge nudge but like there's something that like so he's so serious and kind of po-faced about this and also, I have nothing but respect for a man who has made multiple feature-length films and refuses to learn how cinema works. <laughs> yeah, like I, I like, and I mean this completely sincerely. Like continuity of movement, forget it. Editing, forget it. D mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. None, none of that matters. Mm -hmm. And and he he's this kind of like expressionist, um, bricolage filmmaker. He's yeah. just kind of like he's kind of liquefied his own discourse and is just sort of like. Here is the smoothie of what Neil Breen genuinely, sincerely thinks about the world mm -hmm. in, in, in all of its weirdness. Yeah. yeah. We hope you've enjoyed the Dread Discourse. Until next week, stay spooky.